0: Bell.
1: Hello everybody. Once again, we are back with the Big Gold Belt Wrestling podcast. It's your boy Heel Will Mahoney or Hot Take Will Mahoney, has, uh, <laughs> as two teams would say, as he wants me to say, as I was just told to say before I hit the record button here. We're back on another Thursday night getting ready here to wrap up another Absolutely crazy week in wrestling. We got a, we got a, We got the usual faces here and a, a newer face with us this week. First of, of course, we got two James with us who wanted to make sure I was hot take Will Mahoney tonight. So how <laughs> do two James? What up? What up? <laughs> and of course, it is not the Big Gold Belt Podcast without the giant crab. We got Jamal in the house as always.
2: How do, sir?
1: How do? How do? I'm I'm glad this week is almost over. It's it's been a heck of one. And all the way from the Lone Star State in Texas, of course, we have we have one once before. He's back again, so let's, we're gonna have Damian G in the house again tonight.
3: What is going on, everybody? It's good to be back. And uh, Wednesdays are for lovers, apparently, because okay. <laughs> because la- with NXT and then you know moving and everybody losing their minds. Apparently, Wednesday is the night for everyone to lose their wrestling minds. So that's good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday won't be for lovers much longer at, at this rate.
3: Love and war. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah we'll, it's a big, we'll big. We'll
1: big... be uh, recording this show uh, with our brains kind of uh, fried from uh, what'll be happening on Wednesdays pretty
0: soon. <laughs> that's, <laughs> actually, that's actually a good. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, the, the Thursday episodes are just gonna just be a, that much more interesting now. Yeah,
1: they will be very timely. That's for sure.
0: I tell I tell you what. When we uh, first started the show, we used to do Tuesday's nights because of obviously coming off of what used to be a very consistently good Monday Night Raw that had left so much to talk about, you know, coming off of a pay-per-view weekend to, you know, Monday night. But uh, Raw has been up and down. Obviously, Tuesday now is SmackDown. But, you know, forget the inconsistencies there and also SmackDown moving to Friday. Wednesday might just be the night to be. And, like, so our Thursdays is just going to be just that much more exciting.
1: Yeah, that's going to actually, thinking about the way the calendar is going to be laid out between Monday, Wednesday, Friday, with things spread out across the week Mm -hmm. coming in October, the Thursday might kind of be the sweet spot. It might actually kind of be.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I agree.
1: But I guess in case anyone's been living under a rock, since we last uh, spoke and Lord knows we have been talking about this being a possibility And now it's official But it's not quite what we were expecting There had to be a twist There had to be a twist But uh, this past Tuesday morning uh, WWE made an announcement Along with the USA Network Yes, you heard me right The USA Network And WWE NXT will be moving to the network Starting, I mean, moving to USA Network. Not mm-hmm. the network. <laughs> we'll be moving to USA Network, 8 p.m., starting in September. Two-hour show that, come October, will be directly against the All Elite Wrestling Show on TNT. So, forever we've been speculating that it was going to be on Fox Sports 1. There's mm-hmm. been, been a lot of talk about. But Vince, old Vinnie Mac, went uh, up the game. He uh, took us a step further than I, no one, I think, really saw coming that Mm -hmm. usa is suddenly uh in play here but uh Mm -hmm. we it's official it's real we uh the wednesday night wars that we've been kind of thinking were gonna happen oh they're gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) and they're gonna be between usa and tnt Mm -hmm. so wednesday nights are gonna be real interesting real soon but it's it's on there's no more uh thinking it's gonna happen or what ifs it is happening
0: yeah so I want to narrate this just a little bit here before any type of responses or thoughts here. Is there any more news to this? Like, is there any more like we're, I'm talking about like business news or anything maybe analytically why USA Network was selected for this for this movement?
1: Hmm. Well, from what I heard today, the only new newer stuff I heard today was that um, supposedly it's a two-year deal. We hadn't really mm-hmm. heard any terms about the length of the deal, but supposedly it's two years. Uh, the other interesting thing, I guess, that we want to get as we get into details here, is that what, it's going to start on um, September. Which one is it here? Saw something the 18th. early, yeah, the eighteenth. 18th, eighteenth, 18th, yep. two weeks early. They're going to get a two-week jump on the AEW debut. So the eighteenth of September will be the first live NXT show from full sale still as it stands right now but at the first show on USA network uh the other big part of it that was interesting uh it's live so, yes yeah, it's, it's live it's live so that the tapings are going to be done no more taping like a month of tv at a time mm-hmm. but uh the 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 dollar figure being bandied about with this is a uh, pretty uh interesting to me uh the rumor going around that's no one's disputing it seems is that uh this is a 30 to 50 million dollar deal just for nxt on usa Mm. that's Mm. a pretty big chunk of change for one show that's not even raw or smackdown
0: really i think that's lowballing it talk to me i
2: mean i I think that's i think that's lowballing it 30 million dollars for a tv show when you have guaranteed uh a, a pretty much guaranteed audience which is what what usa network wants stability They want you know two to three million people that would normally not watch their uh, show, uh, network at that time be watching their network. Uh, You have a lead-in for whatever the hell else they want to promote afterwards. NXT is going to be two hours, Um, and they have cross promotion with uh, RAW and possibly SmackDown, maybe, Um, and it's going to air on the network uh, afterwards. So I think thirty million dollars, considering that they wanted a billion dollars for, you know, the the SmackDown deal, is kind of like no that's that's a pittance
1: yeah apparently it's they're saying 30 to 50 rough, rough uh what's it say here let's uh, see uh confirmed a price tag of more than 50 million but the duration wasn't stated uh, another claim was at 30 million per year so that would be 60 over the course of the two so mm. roughly let's say between 30 and 50 that's kind of for if we're talking the duration of what we're dealing with you. I mean, I guess part of that is it's the NXT product. It's not raw or SmackDown. So it's definitely a smaller thing. And part of that might also be since it's going to be on USA along with, you know, where raw also already is. It's like USA is already giving them a billion dollars for raw. So it's not like it's a whole nother company. They're getting money out of. So that might also, I would think kind of be part of the deal. Maybe that's like, okay, we're already giving you a billion. So now here's this on top of what we're already giving you for the one property. But I, I, I don't know. What are what, what we, we thinking here? Because the, the big shocker to me is USA. That, to me, that's a big difference compared to being on FS1.
2: I don't think that's as much of a surprise as people think it should be because I believe um, FS1 airs college basketball on Wednesday nights. That's like yes. a, a normal uh, thing that they do. Um, so they already have that tied up. We know that um, NXT generally airs on Wednesday anyway, and to put it in competition with AEW, there really weren't too many more moves they were going to make because it's not like ESPN is in play or, or what, you know, CBS Sports Network or Pop TV or whatever the hell. So it's not like <laughs> they, they have already have um, inroads with the network anyway, mm-hmm. and that's uh, NBC and uh, Comcast, which includes the USA Network. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, if they really wanted to go big, they would put it on NBC. I mean, I'm not sure what NBC is airing on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock, but if they wanted to make a splash, they could put NXT in 99% of households in America. <laughs> but then that's maybe more money than they're willing to spend uh, when it comes to Comcast. And also, they'll probably make their money back you know, in advertising uh, as well, considering how cheap NXT is to produce. Mm. They only have to fill 1,000 people in full sale. On a decent show, and they get two hours worth of advertisement money rolling in.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: mean, it, it sounds like you know that's that's not as far fetched as people would think it is. And this, in the TV game in the US, it, it, it seems to be pretty limited as far as their options go, unless they just come out and say, No, nah, we're gonna uh, bring the WWE network as a basic cable channel starting September 18th. That will be a game changer.
0: So, th- this is a little off-topic. So, you mean to tell me that this whole $20 uh, tickets for full sale uh, pictures is completely out now? Well, the real question is,
2: I mean, yeah, they're going to do it for, um, you know, for full sale, but you can only make a finite number of dollars on that. You know, it's, it's just easier to produce. They, well, the full sale shows could be free, but the advertising money that they're going to get back is going to dwarf the amount of money they could ever make at full sale. So it's not really about that. Yeah. It's about uh, it's about brand coverage. Yeah. Now, I mean, like, basically, NXT, the only thing they have to do is just eat at AEW even a little bit. If they can take 10% of AEW's audience, that will cover WWE's you know, back so much more. They don't have to have AEW, um, you know, win. They just have to have him lo- uh, win a lot less than they normally would if they had no competition. And since it's nothing to produce, since they're producing the show on full sale for basically chicken scratch, um, it, it seems like this is, this is a nothing move for WWE to do. Mm. Now, as far it's, as like, you know, NXT Crystal River and Jacksonville and, uh, you know, some trailer park in, in Polk County or something like that, you know, I think that that's what it's kind of been leading up to anyway. It's been. The B team that's not on TV, and they're going to be wrestling at the state fairgrounds. And then there's the TV team that's going to go to a couple cities within 100 miles of the next takeover. Mm. I mean, they kind of been setting up that way anyway. So why not make it work for TV? And anything they make on it is cake. Everybody doesn't really care about NXT. Hmm. Go ahead,
3: so David. So wait, let me just ask, let me ask them all this. You said it was a low ball offer. Let me ask you, what would you have priced it if you were in those shoes, for one? And for two, if they're just doing this to... If WWE is just really using the NXT deal, um, and this could be answered by any of you, uh, is this more of a thorn-in-the-side move of AEW just to say, hey, we're coming with you with our C-show. Some would say the A-show. The C-show. And we're still going to take your audience. So be careful. Like, is that what they're doing in this in the second tier of, of NXT?
2: I think in the narcissistic mind of Vince <laughs> McMahon, he's coming with the C show take on NXT, the t-shirt company upstart that sells ice cream sandwiches on the side. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's what Vince thinks, but the reality is, is that they're putting strategically a comparable product, more so in anything under the WWE umbrella, with what the NXT, what the AEW style is. That is not that is one hundred percent by design, and it's a smart move in WWE from a business standpoint. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as far as the value of NXT, obviously, I'm just going to pull a a large number out of my ass right now. But the bottom line is, is that you have an unproven product on the national scale. Sure, the bottom one percent of WWE fans may know what NXT is because they either have the network or appreciate the the uh, wrestlers' work outside of uh, WWE and have followed them there since, Adam Cole, for example, Gargano, uh, Ciampa, uh, fans of Ring of Honor, fans of Impact, I like, well, we can't, where are they now? Right. So what is NXT worth? That's what we don't know. But what obviously we could put a guess on, considering that they have the blessing of WWE, and this isn't like, you know, NXT isn't um, like WWE main event, or a WWE afterburn. Or WWE. Um, <laughs> what's the other thing that airs only, like the Middle East?
3: Um, <laughs> Tom, it's called Metal and
2: Afterburn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. WWE Afterburn is a show that airs in like the Southeast Asia and the Middle East, and it's like you know two random ass matches, like two dark matches from Raw or SmackDown over the course of a month uh, <laughs> because they don't get um, main event in certain countries. So, it's one of those shows. And it's basically like a highlight show for, for the week. It's
1: the adventures of Kurt Hawkins.
2: <laughs> honestly, I think they're getting, like, they're, they're really far down the road. They're getting, like, the catering division uh, in there. So, the B team. I, I think, honestly, I, I, well, Dallas was on there last week. There you go. The point still remains, as far as the number goes, what's NXT worth? Honestly, who the hell knows? But I would say that that number would probably start at around 70 ish million dollars.
3: Okay. I would have said 70 as well. Right.
2: Yeah. Um, because that, because that's, but that's based on the potential. And that's where any evaluation comes from. It's based on the potential, considering what we know about the product, its current fan base, and extrapolate the network over the course of the exposure of basic cable. Yeah. And, and you I also don't...
3: brought up an interesting point, Jamal, I'm sorry. Uh, while you were talking, I, I realized the comparisons between NXT and AEW aren't that far off as a product, because when you take away the, what, the, the, the top six of AEW, compare that, take those six away, and you compare everybody else toward NXT's roster, who, who, aside from really staunch wrestling fans, are going to know the vast majority of those people who aren't in the mainstream?
2: Yep. Well, if you put all of those names in the hat, you basically have Ring of Honor in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> the Very idea, true. No, yeah, but, but the idea is is that that's how you get to you know this point right now, where you have this particular subset of oh, the audience. And I think Cody Rhodes has been speaking to that point, and uh, uh, hell, Tony Khan has been speaking to that point where uh, we're not at the competition of WWE. Okay, bullshit. But I <laughs> try to compete directly with them. Uh, we're just trying to do our thing. Jericho said that recently as well. Um, Jericho
0: but, saying a lot recently, actually. <laughs>
2: uh, but, but let's say that that is actually true. and They're, they're trying to just cave, create their niche in the wrestling landscape. Fine. But basically, NXT is WWE's version of that, for better or worse. Um, and I think that with the, based on the notoriety that WWE and the weight that the WWE name holds... It's not a given that anything is a pass or fail, but WWEs definitely want to get a look based on their name alone and talking to people that don't watch uh, the network or have never really heard of NXT. And I showed them some of my favorite matches. They're surprised that this is a WWE product because they don't get the revival versus um, Gabriel Jordan from TakeOver Dallas. They don't. They don't get those things. They don't get Gargano versus uh, Adam Cole from uh, Takeover Bridgeport. You know, they don't <laughs> get Belvin Dream. Um, y'all better respect Bridgeport, damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't get those. They don't get you know Gargano versus uh, Ciampa from uh, Takeover Chicago. They get Roman Reigns. Right. And if that's what it is, then fine. So be it. But just it's just different styles. Yeah. So you know, it would be interesting to see. How well uh, NXT does, and what, and obviously any progress for NXT, any building of the portfolio, is a plus for WWE because they're just taking petty cash and putting it into the NXT pie for USA.
1: Yeah, Here's how I'm looking at it, what's changed with this this week. I mean, to me, NXT has always been, it's been Triple H essentially running a super indie. You know, he's got Vince's mm-hmm. however much money for a budget he gets from Vince. And he's gone out and cherry-picked talent the past, you know, three to five years to build a Super Indie. And he's been allowed to be down there and do his own thing and have his little, you know, sandbox, essentially, of this NXT brand. The one difference now is, up until now, you know, he's been working with the money that, Tri- that Vince has given him, and NXT hasn't turned a profit. With this deal, NXT is now making money for the first time off this tv deal so now it's you know people for a long time they've been saying it's not developmental now it's really not developmental now it's a full it's a full-fledged third brand that's turning a profit and going to be on just as huge a platform as far as visibility as the other two shows Mm -hmm. so the whole playing field pretty much changes next month as far as like what NXT is. And my thinking is kind of the, you know, you're know you still going to have that other loop in Florida that we don't see. That'll be the true developmental people. But as far as like this TV show on Nash on USA, two hours every darn Wednesday, I mean, it's going to have just as much penetration as raw does. It's going to be on the, the yeah. same darn channel and, you know, darn well, they are going to be pushing NXT and what they're doing on Wednesday on the Monday show you know they're gonna they're gonna be pushing it you know coming up coming up two nights from now on NXT you got to check it out you know they're they're going to be trying to direct people watching Raw to check out the new show on the same channel on Wednesday night that's the to me not getting on FS1 this is such an upgrade over that cuz it was going to have before it was going to have to be oh on Wednesday night on FS1 and you might not have it cuz it's a sports <laughs> channel and it you know would be a impact. lot of cable Yeah, it's like, you know, it's a totally different (laughs) channel. A lot of places have it like in their premium tier. A lot of people, places have it like it's in their sports package. And if you don't have the sports package, you're not going to get it. Now it's like it's on the same channel as Raw just two nights later. So the cross promotion is going to be a lot easier to do compared to if it had been on FS1.
2: I'm not guaranteed that it's easier to do because under the Fox umbrella, Uh, If you watch, um, you know, football or if you watch college basketball specifically, uh, they do a lot of great cross promotion. Uh, Their boxing thing. Um, I don't watch boxing. But why do I know that it's on? Because the 10 o'clock news should be on, but boxing is instead. So, and and I still hear them like, hey, here's the Fox Sports Go app. Here's the FS1, you know, app. And everything is kind of in a nice little universe for Fox there. I think that's a pretty easy thing for them to do. Especially consider that Fox does sports well. One of the things that I've I've said before about um, the USA Network is that they're not a sports channel. And the only thing that they do is air this television show. And that's it. Uh, It's not like, you know, if it would be different if um, NXT went to NBC Sports Network. And that's actually, that's a bigger surprise to me. That instead of, you know, putting them on an actual sports channel... Where you can have Dan Patrick and Adam Cole will sit down in the morning and then you can have an NXT studio show an hour before the show goes live and, you know, do a thing and make it an actual sports show that complements the sports centric brand or more aggressive uh, style of wrestling that NXT presents. Instead, will NX- will the tone of NXT change? Will it be another Raw? Another SmackDown? Or will it be the thing that we know and generally appreciate from uh, full sale, just extrapolated to the uh, to two hours worth of TV?
0: Yeah, you the know, storytelling is going to be
2: different. The everything yeah. going to be different.
0: The other thing is is that um, there's a couple of things I take from this. Um, number one, I hope ROH finally gets Ooh. the nud that they need. ROH that oh, they realize, huh? yeah. They're, basically, you know, I was going to say who. <laughs> Hopefully this is the light bulb that goes off in their head to saying that look, these pre-tapings are just not it. And you got to you 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 should have the backing of your network in Sinclair. And you re- legit needs to do this. Um you seen the money that's you know that's being that's coming out of this deal, and e- and even if it's a low ball or not, you do see that's a lucrative thing. You see that there's interest for it. You need to, They need to make some moves, period, if they want to be relevant. Because now that you add in like, like you're calling it, the super indies on a Wednesday night and even making that night even more competitive, this is starting to shut doors for any other viewability for anything else out there. I mean, at this point now, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays are, are on lock. And I don't think that – I don't even think fans right now, and I think this is what SmackDown has been suffering from, is the fact of saying – well, I done watch wrestling Sunday, now I done watching it Monday, and now Tuesday, and by the time Tuesday comes, everyone's always done. But Wednesday gives you a break and you're back at it and it's fine. But all of which I just think they at some point now they this should like send off a light bulb in their head to saying, like, we need to be doing live television because that's where that's where everybody's going towards. That's what the fans wants to see. And it could be lucrative. But the other thing I look at this as well, too. Is although we've been saying two hours, I mean, how much commercial time are we getting? So are we legit just getting a solid hour and a half? Because well,
2: it's it's eight minutes per half hour, generally speaking. Okay. Uh, so so we're talking uh, you know around fifteen to sixteen minutes per uh, hour of commercials over two hours. So that means the show is probably going to be of actual airtime yeah. somewhere around ninety minutes.
0: Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and AEW
1: will have the same thing. TNT has commercials, so AEW is going to be in the same situation.
0: Yeah, but I mean, in a sense of like, does the format change? Well, in the network, you don't suffer from it too much without it being, you know, you don't have to legit run proper advertisement on uh, the network. Yeah, you want to. But promote... the show is
2: also edited for the network,
0: right? Right, and I'm just saying. So the flow of the match and everything just feels it's a little bit more continuity than what you see. On like SmackDown Raw with that awkward like oh commercial break coming, so does that make them work matches differently of any sort? I mean, just this random question I'm I'm just thinking of. The other thing I'm thinking of too is uh how does this ultimately affect the Hulu deal that they have, or is that just no longer a thing now? Because if you're saying that this comes on the USA Network uh, on a Wednesday, then it's immediately going to the WWE Network. Is it the next never? day? It's going. No, it's the next. The next day
2: will be available
0: worldwide on the network. Okay, and so that means it's just never going to Hulu, then, right? It could.
2: I mean, mm. I, well, I don't know if the uh, uh, what the what the timetable is for shows um, taped delayed on Hulu is. Yeah. But the shows also are, are heavily edited on Hulu, and they usually yeah. get it done in about an hour. <laughs> yeah. You know, so a three hour raw is an hour and twenty five minutes
0: on Hulu. But- but yeah, my, my my big positives of this honestly is that um for this big, big barrel of talent that's we not have who's not had the exposure um with their pre tapings, I think this gives them more of an opportunity. now. now that they know they legit have to fill two hours worth of uh just prime talent, people who are ready, instead of full sale where they're giving opportunities to people you know, trying to give them some crowd exposure. This is legitimately going to give these people who's worked the indies for all these years that we know that can go um, more of a spotlight, more storyline purposes, and so forth. So, I think that's a good thing. I also think that evolve also may get um, this may also give them a little bit of a nod as well too, considering uh, what we see. I won't say cross promotion, but. You know, sort of say exposure to their brand as well, and and you know, even if they're running video packages from where some of these people come. Matter of fact, um, if you watch uh, NXT yesterday, we saw a, a a really tight video package actually of uh, Dijak Jack and Keith Lee from WrestleMania two years ago.
3: Oh, I love that.
0: So. If they're going to be doing that same formula, I mean, the Revolve brand gets a win here. So I think it's pretty cool. And I think, like, just for the style of wrestling that I've liked over the years and just being a big, uh, you know, a big fan of independent wrestling. um, It's cool the fact now that we might legit just get what I want to call this some straight up WCW on TV again, like some just legit good wrestling. That uh, these uh, these people that's been working in indies for all the years on TV, so I'm happy for it. Um, I, I guess I was I guess I was wondering like, and then Jamal kind of explained it earlier. Like, how was this a better move outside of FS1? But because I I, I, I got to be honest, I'm I am excited. If, if there's still a possibility. I'm not sure if it's off the table now, considering this, or if this changes anything. But I am I ultimately was excited for the fact of having a legit sports talk show with WWE personalities along with other sports personalities talking about this stuff. I don't know if this is like a wrench in the plan or or at all with this going to USA Network outside of FS1. So.
2: Well, we don't know what Fox is going to do as far as other you know tertiary WWE programming. Uh, We don't know who the hell is going to pop up at a thing when. We've already seen it last football season when Jeff Jarrett uh, opened the Titans game and people got a hype because SmackDown is coming to Fox, and uh, you know, and that was a thing. And uh oh, it begins. Uh, So we don't really don't know, but but the Fox can do things like that because of their uh, inner workings with other sports leagues. We don't. Who knows if you know Ric Flair is going to show up in Miami for a Dolphins game, or (laughs) show up, or if Roman Reigns is going to show up in New Orleans for um, a Saints game, or whatever the case may be. Um, There's no. Excuse uh, to not plug something, especially since Raw is a traveling show, and so is Fox Sports uh, across uh, you know three, four, four different sports. I mean, they do uh, college football, college basketball, uh, uh, the NFL, uh, and baseball. That's that's almost you know and and NASCAR. So yeah, I mean, damn, year round,
1: year round oh. they have
2: something on. Yeah, there isn't anywhere the Fox doesn't go speaking to a number of audiences that can also intertwine with wrestling. Uh, The only thing they don't do is hockey. Well, but guess who's on NBC? So (laughs) we don't don't know uh, what length that Fox will go to that. As far as your um, Ring of Honor thing, uh, real quickly about that, I think, honestly, Ring of Honor is kind of just staying in their own lane. It's not that I don't know what what their goal is. And obviously, as fans, we want everything to be the biggest and the best because we equate being physically big with being the best. But it's possible that Ring of Honor is just, you know what, let's just do wrestling. It's going to be good. I don't know how long that plan is going to be sustainable because, uh, you know, ticket sales and and stuff like that. We don't know how sustainable that is. But we also don't know what budget they're working with. Uh, The Ring of Honor is kind of like the Detroit Lions of wrestling. They're still a professional team. They definitely play. should be in the league with the big boys. But they're the Lions. So what are you going to do?
3: Did you really just compare the Lions to <laughs> Ring of Honor? <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, you know, this one thing I will say is that I feel like Ring of Honor probably has this sense of like, uh, this, 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 sense, like this is an ego of some sort, considering that they've been so resilient when it mm-hmm. comes down to the fact of losing top talent.
3: And they're still here. Times.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're still here, so they, uh, you know. To Jamal's point, it definitely sounds like a thing where it's just like, "Hey, don't worry about it. We'll be all right. This has happened to us before. We've 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 done we've done our own thing. We've we've lost, you know, the the Bucks and them, and before that, AJ and Daniel O'Brien and all them. We're still here, so
2: well,
0: I don't yeah, know, but also resilient. We don't. That doesn't make it good. We need
2: we need progress. Well, I don't run that company. So, well, Sinclair,
3: but, but depending yeah, on yeah, that's Sinclair's. Wheelhouse, but I don't even think they view Ring of Honor as a big moneymaker for themselves. Anyway, it's sort of just kind of like, oh, they're there, and they don't cause us much of a headache, so we'll keep them there. Now, my my actual question, as we've been talking, is two things about indie shows. You mentioned prior, like all these indie shows that may suffer, or, you know, because the cherry picking and such. Where does that leave? Places like Evolve, even though they are kind of a subsidiary feeder system,
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, from the talent perspective, where does that leave Evolve, and where does that leave MLW?
0: Well, MLW, I heard somewhere on something saying that they were um, approaching the idea of doing uh, live tapings. I mean, they have to the be in sports still, so uh, that's cool. So they have a good, uh, they have a good premiere station um, that has a whole bunch of different sports. So that seems to be. Good. Also, was on. What else is on? BN. Something else. Well, I know they really do a lot of soccer. Yes, yeah, mostly soccer. Okay. Well, yeah. either way, guess
2: people like soccer.
0: They they got a prime spot eight o'clock on Friday. They they're working on YouTube, so they, they're they're working in um, sort of say a, a, a not a, a more like a this day and age traditional style of just saying like YouTube's really going to be our source of material, but we do have a deal here just in case anybody doesn't have it. Our episodes go right on YouTube next and they make their money off of that, whatever it may be. So MLW is doing what they, what they can for the chips that they're given. I mean, and quite frankly, some of their biggest stars are signed to AEW. So, you know, at this point now, I don't think it might be, I don't think it might be too smart for them to totally invest in big deals and so forth when they don't really have a full, legit, legitimate roster. But, um, but for like evolving them, I mean, it's perfect for evolve because as these people go to NST, this leaves other people the opportunity to shine and, and to step up. And, um, you know, Austin Theory took advantage of it. And from the um, anniversary show, I thought other people did as well, too. So, you know, it's good. It's just it's just more or less now just more of a clear cut version a vision of, of re- ultimately where you want to go. Like if you want to go to the NBA, you go to college. And, you know, you you get signed, hopefully, and end up in the NBA. Maybe, but if that doesn't work, then you go overseas and you play yeah. ball and you get a deal right then. So it's more or less like if you want to get to WWE, maybe start to evolve. Maybe, you know, really try hard to get into NXT. Ultimately, you get to WWE. If you don't want to go with the regular traditional system, go overseas. AEW awaits you. So. I think it's a good time for everybody. I, don't think, I think at this point now, if you don't have a way of achieving your goal in wrestling, you're just not investing in You're it not so.
3: doing it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah well,
1: The
0: options we, are definitely there. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, to be fair, though, when we talk about uh, you know the NBA as a league and, and what is successful for a wrestling company, uh, the big three and the NBA both do basketball. But they do not do them the same way. And the goalposts for success are not measured the same way. Um, I think that Evolve, uh, who you know, could come out of this, this whole thing with whatever WWE does, uh, there's really a lot of upside for them because if they break up with WWE today, they still have their talent, their fan base uh, as they move around the country. Cool. Uh, so there's really no lose for them. The problem, though, with NXT going to two hours, is that this may give Triple H a lot more leeway to cherry pick from the independent scene talent pool. And that's problematic because we're not just taking... Because we'll get a lot more Keith Lee in WWE and not enough Keith Lee in PWG. And unfortunately, uh, you know, due to injury and uh, largely lack of uh, storytelling, Keith Lee's been hideously underused in NXT. So... Unfortunately, we're kind of missing out on the thing that really made him great uh, that brought him to the dance. And he's just been sitting and waiting, sitting and waiting for what, a year now? So, a little over a year, yeah. Yeah. So, I think that that's kind of where we are, where you have just a lot of spite signings. Well, listen, we're just going to keep you uh, because it's easier to keep you than have you go to AEW. We're going to have a lot. I think we could have a lot more Luke Harber's and Dolph Ziggler's and Keith Lee's. Oh,
0: also, I, I was going to say, and also, too, I mean, it, it, it is, I think, that a lot of people don't talk about, and I mean, this is just speculation, is that you do bring in good talent that's been working in the Indies for however long, for whatever reasons, but are some of these people healthy? in a sense of, like, have they been working on lingering injuries? And when you get that when you get to be in the performance center, be around well-renowned coaches and the medical staff, some of these people probably legit need rest. Like, if Joey Janella was ever to go to WWE, I can almost sure that we won't see him for at least a year. And, you know, it's it's just that. And, you know, um, I, I usually don't pull this car, but for a particular person that's been signed, he legit had to wait six to eight months for him to get healthy because of his long past uh history of of injuries so i know it to be true for him but i mean i could imagine for other people there's probably a sense of like you know use the performance center as you need you have it's you have like the ultimate gym membership with staffing and you know probably really really, really i can't even say it <laughs> rehabilitation tanks uh, uh whatever they may have in there but you know some of these people doing 20-hour 20 20, 20 hour car rides in the weekend, making $50 and, you know, trying to make ends meet. The fact that they actually get to relax for a little bit and get in touch with their inner body, like, it, it, it's probably why some of these people have to sit a little while, you know? But, well, as uh, much as keep-
2: we talk about, you know, the, the roster size and stuff like that, uh, NXT probably should move to two hours anyway because there's just not enough room in one hour we- for their entire television roster to thrive. Yeah, uh, very we have happy too many about people, that
0: decision.
2: Very. Exactly. We have too many people on the shelf in NXT and not enough storytelling uh, to go around to make it work. Uh, you can't just put everybody in a tournament and hope for the best. Um, I do think, though, in two hours, I just hope that they—I really hope for longer matches. But the thing is, and this is another thing that's kind of got me raised a little—a yellow flag is, what does what is that make of TakeOver? They have to squeeze everything they need to squeeze in in NXT, in the 8 to 12 weeks or whatever it is between takeovers, and then now, with two-hour shows, and the ability to tell longer, uh, more stories, not necessarily longer stories, what does that make for a takeover? And will that be a three-hour long event? Because now you have more stories to tell, versus just five matches in two and a half hours. Will we My- see 40-minute classics like we did, like we have over the past you know, three years?
1: My thinking's kind of this. They got two hours to fill every week, and they're purposely going to be filling these two hours trying to counter-program the All Elite show on TNT. So I wouldn't be so... I would keep TakeOver as it is with the idea that you can pay off a lot of these big matches every darn Wednesday on USA to purposely counter-program the show on TNT. I, I wouldn't worry so much about takeover. i okay. If, if we got Keith Lee in a feud and we want to pay this off, we don't need to wait to take over to do it, do it on Wednesday. Because the whole idea is you want to draw people to that show on Wednesday. You want that Wednesday show to be big. And especially if they end up being in a dog fight with AEW, once this thing comes out, if the ratings are close they are I mean, they're not going to be holding back. They're going to be putting big matches on that show. And Honestly, the, the, the Wednesday show will become bigger than Takeover. Takeover will be the secondary to delivering every Wednesday. I mean, it all depends. To me, it really all depends what happens once these two shows launch and we see how they shake out next to each other. Because, I mean, let's make no mistake about it. This show is happening on Wednesday nights to counter-program another show. So that's going to be the focus of the show is counter-programming what's happening on the other channel.
2: Let me ask sure you this: How much counter programming do you think that there actually will be? Uh, you know, specifically, will should NXT actually change its ways in any way to counter program to AEW? Uh, they do appeal to a similar but not necessarily the same audience, mm. uh, and they could, uh, you know, present a slightly different product. But should NXT, which is arguably the best product of WWE, change its ways to counter-program AEW, because I think they, they would, should do alright, just existing on their own, in the way that they have, just more NXT, instead of mm-hmm. the one-hour um, deal, you get, you know yeah. more NXT
1: Yeah, my guess and it's kind of what's been rumored, that there's not going to be any drastic changes to start or anything, you know, because immediately you had people all, all worked up this week about, oh, Vince is going to get involved he's going to ruin the whole show NXT is <laughs> dead. Me, the first thing people were saying, NXT is dead. NXT is over. It's ruined.
2: Oh, yeah, uh, you're gonna have the wild card, and Roman Reigns is gonna be a wild card or, or NXT. Right, show <laughs> up,
3: NXT, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: That, was the, that, was the, that was the first. That, was followed by Kings
0: Court. Right.
1: Uh-huh. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That for, that my, first
0: live show may you never know what may happen on that one. To be honest. Yeah, Rick is gonna yeah. come out and put over NXT
2: because you know reasons. And then and the fiend the th- comes <laughs> out
3: and chokes out Ric Flair. Oh
0: my god! I, mean, I, I, nice. think it I all, can legit
1: see that though. I can legit see that one. I, I think though. I mean, that first episode, they'll, will I'm sure they will add some star power.
2: If I, we, I think that. Commentary. I, I'm throwing my remote at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: I'm, looking, I'm looking at this because we got to remember that 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 October. That October what second show the one that The one that goes up against the AEW premiere Two days later is the Smackdown Premiere on Fox so I Think that entire week Raw NXT and Smackdown debuting on Fox I think They are just going to load up that whole week As like you know WWE Week across all our channels And they are they are going to load up Like everything with the idea I think they're Going to want so much attention Focused on them to try to undercut AEW's premiere that
0: well, I don't, we don't
1: think there's, think
2: there's anything It's going
1: to be a reunion show. What I mean, hey, there's a, SmackDown's gonna be 20th anniversary, they've already right. said that, so I, I could easily see NXT family reunion. They bring, they bring the four horse women down there, and who knows? I mean, I mm-hmm. could easily see like alumni of NXT showing up on the premiere show against, against AEW. I think uh, what it comes down to is it's going to come down to this. The big the big mystery here is we do not know what this AEW show is going to do when it drops. It could absolute it could show up and it could immediately match the numbers of Raw for all we know. Or it could show up and it could do like what Impact did and do like a million viewers. I mean, there's that's the kind of the big mystery is what is the AEW number going to be? And then starting from that first week is it going to stay the same is it going to drop is it going to go up i mean there's no there's no way to know when when nitro debuted years ago the the kind of thinking going into the first episode of nitro is that oh there's no way they're going to match raw they'll draw like half of it and straight out of the gate the first week they they matched the number they were dead even right out of the gate so does that happen again now i don't know
2: but but to be fair though the first Nitro, which I believe was at the Mall of America, wow. um, was like a definitely you know, shift from what WWF was doing at the time. So, and you know, they had a different roster, they had a different style of wrestling, and it was in a, a more aesthetically true. But they also had it was in a more aesthetically pleasing place. So, if if anything, it was just oh look at that, it's different. And obviously, AEW has a lot of that going for it. But to be fair, and credit where it's due, they have absolutely been killing it with giving us just enough officially between being the elite and the Cody Rhodes channels and the YouTube stuff that they've been doing, uh, the sit-down interviews with Jim Ross, making Alex Marvez useful. Um, You know, (laughs) They've been doing damn good work in seven or eight minutes telling us exactly what we need to know when we need to know it about stuff and things each, um, when was the last time you went on sale, uh, you got excited for, like, an on-sale date? But then it's like, where are they going to go next? We know Philly, Boston, and now, oh, shit, Charleston South Carolina in West Virginia? My God!
0: <laughs> now, I don't know about that last one, but okay.
2: But, but these things are exciting. It, it's, you know, it, but it's, then for WWE, it's not.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, it's the whole, like, it's the idea that something's new, why it's exciting right now. So, you know, this little hot flame of excitement about shows going on will eventually simmer down, you know, because then when NST started touring live, it was like, oh, where are they going? And you know yourself, you've done the you've done a few of the uh, stops on the tour, so you know how it is. But do you have that same excitement now? But we like we talked- fear
2: NXT was doing something different with that they aren't doing now. Finn Balor lost the title in Lowell, Massachusetts. For no reason, yes, right. Andrew, don't have me. And that's but, and,
0: that, and that goes back to your original question of, Hawaii, what are we going to be getting once this goes two hours?" Because uh, as as I am, I'm, I'm optimistic, and I think that there's a chance that we will probably legit get a different style—not just a different style, but more of the what we expect from these guys on a weekly basis now. Because I, I feel like they're not going to water us down with so much of the entertainment aspect, but we will probably get more of the legitimate wrestler in it. Considering that we are still talking about NXT, these people still need to develop that, that WWE style of wrestling. So if they're going to be putting them on TV, some of these people may still be raw. When I mean raw, I mean raw in the fact that like they came from the indies. We know what they could do, but can they work a WWE style of program? Like uh, ACH. Ooh. Like ACH.
2: No. I mean, okay, they they just got there, but that's I what I mean. They-
0: but he just he just he just won the tournament. He's going to face Adam Cole. Um, so the fact that they're invested in him right now is like, is he ready? Shane Strickland is going going to be on two hundred five live. So it, it's it makes me wonder, like, is this whole developmental system, systematic thing even still a thing now, or is it just a oh we know this person's good? He may not work in our system. But we know you can wrestle. We'll protect them in what he does, and protecting him in what he does ultimately means that we're going to let him do what he does in a safe patch of how we design WWE wrestlers. You know what I mean? So it's, it's 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 sort of it's sort of intriguing now that now that you have to legitimately do two hours of 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 live taping each and every week. What are they going to do with some of these people who are still raw? I mean. There's not a lot of people in that full sale in and that in, that in that NST roster that can work a promo because they just haven't had to do it. Because you know what bad. I mean?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've never had to do it before. So now it's even more <laughs> of a necessity for them to work on their promo skills. Now that they're going to be on USA Network.
0: Mm-hmm. And how many of these people won't be able to be themselves? Not only just that, you talk about ACH, which I can't even think of what they're calling him now. How much of his? game Apollo Cruz. Okay.
3: <laughs> yes, Apollo 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 Miles. We'll call him. Yeah how, yeah.
0: how much of his anime style personality is he going to be able to do without Funimation and Viz? Like, oh no, we saw that. No, you 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 would not be. No, be I ACH them, and though. Ring of Honor was a better
2: Xavier Woods. Yeah. So that's not the person who was in NXT.
0: Okay. Yeah, That's also a very, very good point, too. That's an amazing point. So, you know, it's just, I don't know, that first week of the show, I'm, I'm definitely going to be tuned in. It's going, I think it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see with the numbers of viewers and everything and so forth. But at the same time, it might just be just like as always is. Wait till one week, and then next week, once everybody's roaring and raving about what's happening, I think the second week, may, people may catch on because... You know, it's 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 kind of trendy when it comes down to independent wrestlers. Like, people only like people because of something they've done that's either went viral or or worth somebody talking about. You know what I mean? And it's it's interesting because we really, really need to talk about, the, like, another topic now. I was just going <laughs> to say about, because the next topic is obviously about the king of the ring. And I was just going to say, like, I've seen suggestions about people saying, well, they need to make it a special because... It'll just make it feel more prestigious and so forth. I'm thinking to myself, like, y'all motherfuckers ain't gonna watch it if it's doing that anyway. This (laughs) pay-per-view.
3: Like it it was a pay-per-view at one point, so it was a big deal back in the eighties and nineties.
0: Yeah, but I mean, those people that that understand that aren't watching wrestling anymore. And when we had good tournaments on the network, such as the Main Young Classic and um The Cruiser. The crew. I think every. I, I hoped everybody at least watched that. But what was the UK one that just happened? Um, whatever the UK, whatever the NST UK tournament was, people didn't watch it. So you know, well, it's to be back, fair, do people watch NXT UK? But my, but to be fair, <laughs> but to be fair, the other question is, do people watch the network?
3: Right, that's another thing. are right. well, well, and if you're putting it on the
1: network, you're putting it behind a paywall. So. My Mm -hmm. thing, heck, you got with all the TV they have to fill, just between Raw and SmackDown, we're talking five hours a week. I like how they presented the King of the Ring this week. I thought they put a lot of emphasis on it. I thought they devoted a ton of time to it. And I thought they gave it a lot of weight and importance and really put it over. And I love that, you know, in years past, I know there'd be weeks, there'd be times where they'd do the King of the Ring and it'd be done like three weeks. Like they'd bang out the whole first round one week. Do the second round the next week, and they'd be done. They're spacing this out. They only did like four matches this week. They got more to do next week. It's going to stretch. I'm guessing all the way to uh, the September pay per view to Clash of the Champions. It looks like, if not right before that. But they're. I like that they're spacing it out. They're giving it time, and I think it's better to do it on the TV show, in front of more people. And if anything, if you want to put the finals on pay per view, fine, do that. But Put all the stuff leading up to it, get people hooked in and put it on the biggest stage possible and hype it up. And I think I, I think they did a really good job of that this week.
0: Yeah, I, I, I didn't have a problem with it. I, I I don't think they need to do anything as far as just make I, I get it. I get I, I get the nostalgia of the past. But again, like people that watched it then aren't really watching wrestling now so i like the fact that they're trying something different and the fact of what they've what they have done different i'm invested in it i think it's pretty cool so um and even even still like some of these people that didn't really have anything going on you automatically gave them a a a showcase to be relevant right now so it's it's cool um also chad gable haven't seen that guy in a long time was good to see him um so you know would you put chad gable in your pay-per-view I don't I think
3: would. so. Well, because I would. I'm, I, I'm biased to Chad Gable. So oh, I,
0: I like him too. But would <laughs> they do? Would they do that? Don't don't think so.
3: Right.
0: Don't think so. So if that's fair, I would send Chad Gable down to NXT. I mean, at this point, you just never know. Now, I mean, the the way how they're doing things, um, you know, Fandango and, and, and Breeze are back. Oh God. You just you just never know. You just, people may end up back in NXT. But hey complain about nstb in the minor leagues because they're a legit third brand on, the, on tv now and you get to work in front of the crowd that you're used to maybe the crowd that you're more comfortable with but you also got all those tv viewers out there that you thought may never see you so it's a well, win win at this point I, I do think and this could be this could be the last thing about nxt uh
2: is the full sale crowd i think that's the only caveat that like out of all the things that we don't know and could know. Uh, the Full Sail crowd is as much of a part of making NXT what it is as the type of wrestling and the commentators and everything else. So I hope and that as um, soon as the, um, they start up in Full Sail Live, at Full Sail Live, that the NXT <laughs> crowd down there absolutely brings it. Because oh, you know they will. Is, They're good but not in an a obnoxious way, yeah, like, you know, yeah, like sure. TakeOver London was. But I really hope that, you know, they give them a reason because the full of the crowd will absolutely let you know who's doing well and who's not. That's and, true. you know, I think that that's like the one wild card in this that could theoretically make or break the show. Uh, as we've seen with Eva Marie uh, in NXT. Great. The, Greatness. You know, well, absolutely. She's the greatest heel of all time, honestly. <laughs> easily. But, <laughs> easily. 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 What the bottom line is is that the full sale crowd uh, was not feeling it, and it was it was unwatchable at times because they booed her (laughs) in a way I've never seen before.
1: Full (laughs) sale can get a little extra for sure. sure.
0: I I will say this: um, it has a lot to do with the WWE uh, personnel staff that runs the arena. Um, although they uh, although they like to, uh, you know, associate themselves as being family down there, because everyone goes every week, so everyone knows everybody and whatever, whatever, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to mix, they're gonna have to legitimately put the line between business and friendship. And what I mean by that, because you go down there, you see them full sale people get away with certain things that other people won't be able to get away with in other crowds and so forth. They make them do seat changes for. We'll just call it prop prop placement, mm-hmm. but the staffing is just going to have to just say this is what it's going to be. You know, there's going to be no favors. There's going to be no letting you move down seats or whatever it may be. They're just going to have to legit have control over that crowd so that the fact of like you know, it the experience is the experience and the experience isn't biased towards the people who comes all the time. That I think. will play a a really interesting part in making sure that um, you know that the the fans are invested because now it's going to be on TV you think about this when you buy packages now for certain shows depending on how they want to do this NXT may be that Wednesday show from NXT takeover all the way to NXT Wednesday television taping and you know it's it's, if you're going to make sure the fans are investing. We want to make sure everyone has a fair and legitimate equal time because there's nothing like going down to a full sale and you sitting in the seat and they're like, hey, we need you to switch seats so that these people can be there. So that's what, that's what this needs to end. Like They need to make sure that stuff like that no longer happens. So, we'll see. Well, we'll, we'll find out when Roman Reigns opens the show. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Also, also two quick little two other things as we get close to our time. Um, the commentary changed this week in Raw because Corey Graves was on vacation. Um, yes. So, so Vic Joseph stepped up, and it was very comforting. I thought he did a hell of a job, and I thought it was it is definitely worth noting that as a replacement, there was no slack in uh, in, in the quality of 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 a uh, match calling. So. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. That I'm pretty sure they took he to and that that opportunity from the graspment of, of that sort. I don't know, man. I, there may be opportunity for him permanently somewhere at this rate.
3: I will I totally say, agree. go ahead, well, go
0: ahead. no, no, no Damien, you go, you go.
1: I will say,
3: I I have known Vic Joseph's career before he even got to WWE. Uh, when he first started, he was as wooden as Pinocchio. And to see him and to hear him on Monday Night Raw actually step up, as you were saying, and not miss a beat, keep up with everything, the, the year he's had from doing UK 205 Live, occasionally filling in on SmackDown, the dude is amazing. I am, I am completely honored to, to, to see such... Progress in a person in their career, so uh, he's a big up for me. He, the most improved person on the roster that's a non wrestler, I'd say he's up in the running for that.
1: No, mm. I, th- I thought sucked. he, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> well, he, na- he nailed it on Monday, he yes. nailed it on Monday, and I thought he, he, it was a great change of pace from Corey and his just his shtick, and Corey's just constant like having to get his little character stuff in. That's gotten tiring. Mm-hmm. I love that Vic was just smooth. And the other plus I liked was the shift of Michael Cole got out of the way and Michael Cole essentially played color and let Vic Joseph do the play by play. And I thought the two of them together were great. I thought it was it was smooth. It came came across as a different presentation, came across a bit more serious with the tournament going on. I thought that kind of helped the ter- presentation of the tournament with just making it seem like, you know, it wasn't so much, uh oh, we're, we're che- cheesy pro wrestling, WWE. It, kinda, it gave everything a little bit more weight and a different feel. And I, I like the difference of it. I, I really liked it. And I'd, I'd love to see him more involved on, on a lot of these higher profile shows. Yeah, I thought he totally handled it great.
0: Yeah, and just to add real quick, I th- also thought, and I don't know why this should be a thing. But also thought it made Renee Young ultimately more comfortable on commentary. I thought she actually uh, seemed a lot better this, this week. So, I, I, again, the continuity between the three the three of them was amazing. Whoever made that call absolutely needs to take their check to the bank right now. Because that, 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 it, it made the whole presentation uh, a lot smoother. And if you even have any doubts about the continuity of them, just listen to when King was on mic. Before Vic got on, and you can tell how it just felt kind of like, ah, oh, okay, this works. So, I don't know. Um, what our last what is, what's our last thing we need to talk about? Because we oh yeah, we, got, well. we gotta
1: talk about but we gotta talk about Buddy real quick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go for
1: my
3: it. buddy, my buddy. <laughs> the,
0: the rise of the rise of Buddy Murphy. <laughs> so now that Jamal's all caught up now on uh buddy murphy and roman reigns match from two weeks ago uh buddy murphy seems to yeah i guess in a sense i don't want to stay your thunder here but buddy murphy seems to be running with this torch as he uh is getting uh as it's getting brighter and brighter because like uh, yeah besides his theme music being changed the guy put on another classic to me
1: no he totally did he had a he had a great match with daniel bryan and he got the win this time. So the the two matches back to back, the past two weeks are, I it's it's been a, def, a game changer for him.
0: Mm-hmm. Now
1: how this looking? Well, we know next week now he's in the King of the Ring. So next week he's out Mustafa Ali. They give them some time. It should be just as darn great as matches we've seen them have in the past. Mm-hmm. So I mean mm-hmm. they are giving him the ball. He's running with it. Hopefully it'll continue. But these past two weeks between the Roman Reigns match and the Daniel Bryan match, both of those events I don't think could have been handled any better. So I'm all about it. It's, it's just weird, though, that I had a lot of people coming up to me this week online in my mentions just being like, ah, oh, it, it don't matter. It doesn't count. <laughs> he, 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 he didn't beat Roman. That don't count. Oh well, will he beat <laughs> Daniel Bryan? Well, that don't matter. That's just one match.
3: Like, yeah, what but... do you want.
1: Exactly. Here's, here's, the, here's the thing I said. Here's what killed me about it. It's like people say they want new stars. People say they want new faces. If you want that to happen, you got to support these moves when they are made because this is how you create new people. If, if that's the moment they have someone win a match or go toe to toe with the main event, or you're like, oh, it don't matter. Then, then how do how do you make anybody a star? Then, if none of this none of it matters, you <laughs> know? I mean, these are the moves you have to make to make somebody. And right now, at least for the past two weeks, they're getting Buddy Murphy right. Will it continue? I don't know. But for the past two weeks, they've nailed it. So I gotta give them applause for that because. This is the best they've done with a with a new guy in a long time. And hopefully, knock on
0: wood, it continues.
1: Please keep keep the trainer rolling.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I I I I I wholeheartedly agree. Your your Twitter mentions be off the chain. <laughs> People are crazy this week. People are crazy. Um so I what, do we wrap it up with uh the last little bit of News coming out for this week, coming from Vince McMahon corner himself, his biggest, his biggest golden child right now, his biggest investment in the XFL. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, 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 uh oh.
1: We going to talk about the DC Defenders.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so anybody again has just been completely under a rock. Uh, Xf to uh, XFL, we know it's going to be debuting in 2020. We knew the cities that got teams, but we didn't know what the teams' name were going to be. But as of what a day or something to go, um, they released logos and team names. So as it stands, we have uh, the St. Louis Battle BattleHawks, Tampa Bay Vipers, um, the New York Guardian Guardians. A- Guardians
3: <laughs> I named after an Guardians. insurance company. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: The Seattle Dragons, which is probably something I named my first created team on Madden some years ago. <laughs> they always <laughs> like Madden logos, honestly. They really do. L.A. Wildcats, I guess that's cool. D.C. Defenders, I'm liking it. I'm digging that. I'm digging that. I, the love, Houston, I like the logo. Yeah, me too. Yep. Um, the uh, uh, the uh, what's what's next? Um, the, oh, the Roughnecks? Houston Roughnecks. Someone's going to have to explain to me what that is. The, the uh, oil driller.
1: Oilers logo there.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no, that's what it, a
2: Roughneck is an oil driller on a rig. Um, oh, yeah. Bruce Willis and so, Armageddon.
3: Clarify that.
0: Bruce because... Willis and Armageddon. Yeah. Oh, rest in peace to Bruce Willis in that Armageddon, actually. Oh, I was going to say, and...
3: wait, what? Did he died? <laughs> no,
0: no, no. It's in the movie. It's one of the saddest <laughs> movies ever. Uh, and the Dallas Renegade. So... Um, yeah, check it out. It's on their Twitter page. Um, but
3: these really are created, create a logo. Logos. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god!
0: Yeah, I'm going to an SFL game that's happening, and I, I like the DC Whoa. Defender logo, uh, logo, so I will definitely be trying to pick up some merch for that because that's that yeah, like,
2: subscribe to the network.
0: I better get a discount on my F, uh, XFL tickets. Yeah, you know, I don't know if we talked about that, but that absolutely has to be a thing. That like when you talk about the tiers, like that has to be a mm-hmm. thing. That has to be a thing. Either that or you know it needs to be something related to XFL. Like if I order something offline like my shipping needs to be free. Like something of that sort. Because I mean and at the same time too like with these Matt created logos like if you legit want people to buy it, you need to give them some incentive to say I'll just pick up some of this stuff. So um, yeah that rough left no, logo looks okay. The Battlehawks one is just not it. That's just not it at all, and the Vipers is just is the Dragons is just really not it.
3: <laughs> it's just a Battle not Hawk. <laughs> I'm looking at the logos like individually. What is,
0: what so? Is I mean, cool. so so for people that
2: aren't you know able to see them because you know podcasting. Uh, the St. Louis Battle Hawks is basically a giant saber with wings, so mm-hmm. that makes well nonsense. Uh, the uh, Dallas Renegades is your typical bandit. The Houston Roughnecks are, is a Big H as an oil drill. Uh, the LA Wildcats is an LA with like a flaming type of thing. that has nothing to do with cats at all. The New York yeah, the Guardians movies. is an actual cat with like blood fangs, like a saber-tooth tiger type of thing. Um, that just looks weird. The Seattle Dragons is your typical dragon. The Tampa Bay Vipers does not look like a snake, but it is green and a V. And the DC's Defenders has electric lightning bolts on a shield, which... Makes less sense, but somehow it makes some sense. So
3: it looks like an uh, MLS logo, the DC Defenders.
2: Yeah, I just don't understand the lightning bolts as it's, the it's, got, the three, the, it's got the three stars
1: from yes. the DC flag. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the the lightning bolts I don't quite get. And of all of them, I like the DC one the best. I'm not even being like being a partial because because we're from here. But I, I like the DC logo of all of them.
2: I actually think the Houston one makes the most sense, and I kind of like that one the most.
1: Well, I, I but, like how the Houston one is a throwback to the, the, yes. the Oilers logo. Well, but the and Houston like oil that.
2: is a thing, though. That's like a major oh, yeah, industry yeah. in Houston, so that totally makes sense. Roughnecks, oils, That yeah. I get it. Yeah, but, yeah uh, I get what yeah.
1: they're going for with that one.
2: Yes, yeah, go Battlehawks with your winged swords. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Did we cover everything this week? Ah, Pretty much.
3: People Uh, getting uh, married. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Breaking news, nuptials. (laughs) Oh, people care about that.
2: (laughs) I I guess congratulations to uh, Mr. uh, Seth Lynch. um, As, you know, he and uh, the other man. um,
3: (laughs) The main man, Becky Lynch, married (laughs) the other man.
0: uh, Seth Lynch, so... All right, I got, I got, I got, I I let's 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 uh, let's let's do a nice friendly wager here. How many times does Michael Cole reference them being engaged next week on Raw? Mm. Over, over, and under four. Over. Over. <laughs> Jamal. I'm gonna go under. Okay. I'm definitely going over. I got him. I got him maxing at like seven.
3: I gotta say yeah. it three times in the first hour,
0: <laughs> and, know, and
1: he's got to and he's got to mention it each time. There, one of them is out there.
0: Exactly. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> and if you haven't heard, <laughs> that's exactly. On
3: WWE's Twitter page. Yeah. Like, okay.
0: All right. So we got <laughs> three overs, one under. We'll see what happens there. Only um, we had a really good discussion on NXT. Uh, moving to uh USA Network two-hour show live starting. NXT confirmed. Excuse me? Ronda Rousey's going to open NXT. Mark my words.
1: <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> NXT hey superstar, Shepard. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> There's
0: this, this a lot that's going to come out of it, so we definitely need to wait and see what happens. But it, we, While we close the show, any other comments about that move? Any other comments, ideas last last anything for it before we I, close i back. actually
3: do have one comment and you can answer a quick question about it uh i do think it's a good idea that they're going to be able to use underutilized superstars like keithley like we said before i think that is from a wrestling standpoint from a talent standpoint that can go no wrong for them mm-hmm. uh, th- unless they do the wild card rule like we said earlier they <laughs> totally gonna muck up everything but I think for the talent, that's a great rule and a great idea, I should say. Now, my question really quickly is what, beside Keith Lee, what untapped superstar will benefit the most, you think, from it being on USA, which predominantly is not a wrestling network? We get most soap opera on USA raw television. So, are there any NXT under the radar superstars that can seamlessly be better on the USA version? As opposed to being on NXT on the I, network,
0: I, I think it's so easy, and I might be copping out with that because it just seems like I didn't put no thought into this. But I legit think Donovan Dijak can be the person because he is the he's the traditional build of a wrestler, and the fact that we're about to see this mammoth do all types of crazy stuff, I think instantly it's going, and he's going to be a heel. I think instantly it's going to draw people to saying, "Yo," and his name is like. Dijakovic or something now? Like, D- Dijakovic. A- Dijakovic. Dijakovic. Yeah. Here we go. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's instantly going to get some eyes on him. They're going to say, like, dude, like, that dude is nuts. He's like six well, he something. Yeah, and like, I like his look. And you know, he's going to be hungry because, I mean, if you're watching his videos when he went down, that was far from scripted. That dude was legit pissed that his injury came at the absolute. Worst time it could for him. So I think he's going to bring the energy, the look, and I think the fans are just going to be like, yo, did you see this crazy six-something dude doing flips? I mean, he may be one move away from ESPN picking it up, and then that's, that's just it right there. And considering that that match is going to be with Keith Lee, since that's what they're foreshadowing, I think 100% it's going to be him.
1: Now, this ain't under the radar. But the very when you when 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 you broke that down just now, Damien, this, this is the first the first name that came to mind. It, since we're talking the USA Network, we're talking it being an entertainment channel. Yes. We're talking it talking about it being reality TV. That yes. that's something that's been lost in the discussion here. How did did did, did Vince and them send a, a fruit basket to the Chrisleys for that scandal breaking out and uh-huh. clearing the way for this? <laughs>
0: <Thought> <laughs> the, the about Chrisleys-
1: it, the Chrisley scandal
0: oh, I made this happen, that. I think. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yikes.
1: Because that, that damn Chrisley show ain't going to be around much longer, probably. They need, <laughs> USA needed some shows.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: anyway, though, if we're talking entertainment, we're talking someone who's going to catch attention. Yes. We're talking someone that just the moment you see him is going to catch eyeballs. Velveteen Dream.
3: Damn it! You're right.
1: That's the first name that came to mind when I was thinking about it. As who's going to benefit from this, that hasn't oh that new eyeballs will now be exposed to. Okay,
2: uh, I'm just going to make this quick because it's supposed to be a quick answer. Uh, Daniel Bryan, let's go home. <laughs> I'm
1: dead serious. Damien. Gotta get Damien's pick before we go. I, I
3: really thought you were gonna see Luke Harper, actually, but that's beside <laughs> the point. Um, honestly, I'm gonna go a different way. I'm actually going to go, since it's more soap opera-ish, for men, I will say Velveteen Dream for the women. I think it's going to be whomever Ali and Vanessa Bourne's name is. The uppers? I feel uh, like that whole oh, Christy, yeah. Slam yeah. Girl you know, to get attention of the demographic to watch NXT because NXT as we know it, the tough girls are the ones that get the most publicity, the athletic tough girls. Not the traditional WWF Diva types. Oh. I I think to get eyes on the prize, it will be those two. They will benefit because they can't wrestle a lick, so at least <laughs> To quote, to quote uh, Mia Yim, go, go sit down and look pretty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hires. That's what I think they're calling
3: them. Okay, I call them the uppers. I'm sorry. Same thing. Yeah. You are right direction.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> J- J- Jamal, your point with Daniel Bryan and this. We'll close the show there.
2: I, I told you. I thought we were going to make this quick. Okay. The short thing about Daniel Bryan is, is that he brings Star power to NXT NXT is largely unknown to the mainstream. Daniel Bryan is pretty mainstream. And I think the wrestling suits him better as he definitely is like that old school. Like, hey, I just want to wrestle and do all the wrestling and then do more wrestling on top of that. I don't think that he's really into the theatrics and the soap operas, the style of the main roster of Raw and SmackDown. I think NXT is a better fit for him. Um, And I think that, you know, if we can get Daniel Bryan versus uh, Ciampa or Daniel nice. Bryan versus Gargano or Adam Cole or Roderick Strong or hell, even Velveteen Dream tomorrow, then you are, that's a license to print money. And I think because we know what all of them can bring to the table, but the rest of the world doesn't. So based on what we've seen recently from the, from the NXT guys and what we know of Daniel Bryan and what he can do as far as like technical wrestling and the style of what NXT brings, I think that that's a genius move to bring him not necessarily down, but across. Because I'm not going to say down anymore. Bring him across the NXT, and and tout him as a former WWE champion. And then that's a oh, that's a ready-made feud for Adam Cole, because he the first thing he's going to say is "Who the fuck are you?" Well, I'm Daniel Bryan. Haven't you heard of me?
0: But mm-hmm. I'm Adam Cole,
2: baby. And then you start the, and just just just, and just run from there. So it's a total. It's it's do
0: it, do it right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was that. that's it. That's it for this week. We'll catch you guys next week. I like the points being made, and uh, I guess we just got to stay tuned to see what happens, how this all plays out. So, um, Yeah, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Oh,